Here we're back at Let's Get Spiritual Podcast after a two-week hiatus. Yes, I spent a week at the Tony Best Western in Pigeon Forge. There you go, man. Yeah, every fall, man. The Branson of Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, every fall we go up there and spend a week in, yeah. uh, in Pigeon Forge, just like you know, every summer we go to Panama City. And so it's Panama City, Pigeon Forge, Panama City, Pigeon Forge. Mm-hmm. And so we did and went to a couple of shows, had a blast, man. We had a blast. I told my wife about your annual spring, fall flings, <laughs> summer and fall flings. And yeah, I said, you know, we've been repeat in about two months from today, uh, we'll have been retired for four years. Oh, wow. And we ain't got a stinking place. <laughs> You go somewhere two and three times a year. You mean in four years? We 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 went two nights away with our RV to right. North Georgia Mountains, which came such a cold night. They had us unhook our water wow. and bring in our canopies, Royal. and it was just in that cold and the the thing rocking in the wind, and mm. so it was not a good time. And then uh, you don't have good luck on vacation. Did sometimes. have you know? I, yeah. Our listeners know that earlier this year we had uh, several days in Destin down mm-hmm. the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, in the morning we would go. I had kidney stones <laughs> and had to cancel that uh, vacation. Lose all my money. Right. On right. That one um, went uh, the first week or so. Well, the first summer that we were on. Uh, I'd retired and we'd gone again to Destin, Fort Walton Beach area. Uh, got there in a hurricane. <laughs> oh, four man. category. Yeah, category four came through and we were stranded. Right. They closed all the restaurants. We couldn't get off the island because the bridges were closed. Uh, that's our luck yes. in vacationing. Now, you did go with your brother to, was it Ireland or Scotland? So it was Ireland. Yes. So you may be pinpointing something. It's not me. It's my wife. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> if I, if I I'm traveling never. with my wife, because we had great, we had for the most part had great weather in Ireland. Yeah. Did go go to the cliffs of Dover, and they were just socked in with with fog. I mean, I'm standing at the edge. It's probably 800 feet straight down. I can't see a thing. Oh my goodness! I hear waves. I hear birds. Wow! But you see nothing. <laughs> that's that's so amazing. go into the gift shop to see pictures of it. <laughs> uh, well, our <laughs> weather was great. That, that, our yeah, weather was great, man. We uh, it was seventies, and um, I was telling you before we started recording, I, I walked every morning, so I put in seventeen point five miles of walking on my vacation. Uh, of course, I get up so that early. That sounds like a day at Disney. Yeah. <laughs> I get up early, have my Devo time, my quiet time, yeah. poolside, inside pool. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, I do a morning walk and then family time the rest you of the You and day. I were talking. We're both morning people. Yes, yes. Um, and I, even after retirement, I'm, I was up at 530 this morning right, making yeah. my cup of coffee. You get up after four sometime right, in the yeah. morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a wonderful, I think it's a great way to be because oh. you get the best part of the day and it's yes. mostly by yourself. It is. You know? Yes, it is. I, I promise you at four in the morning, poolside on the inside there, there's not a creature stirring. Yeah. Not even a mouse. Not even a mouse. And so, Thankfully, the door's yeah. unlocked. You can yeah, go in there 24 yeah. hours open. Yes, yes, yes. I like to do that as well. Well, we missed two weeks. I uh, For the our listeners who've seen, there was a bonus episode last week. There'll be a bonus episode this week because I had some folks 
who wanted to come to my Wednesday night Bible study and could not make and say, is there any way? Well, I'm doing this at the church where I'm Pastor Emeritus. And uh, I said, no, they don't have any. It's in a classroom. I have no electronics in there, no one to set up a mic or anything. Uh, so I said, oh, why don't I just record it? Mm. And I'll put on the uh, episode bonus you know, my teaching, that kind of thing. And I noticed today several people, I don't know, three or four dozen people listened to that oh, from man. last Wednesday night doing, cool. a, doing a study in First Thessalonians called Eager for Christ's Return. Okay. And, man, we had we got a packed room. The room holds 40, we had like 43 wow. in there last Wednesday man. night. And a lot of people would like to come but can't because right. they're, they have other obligations on Wednesday evening, mm-hmm. whether it be work or working in the church or, mm-hmm. you know, some other thing. And so, uh, yeah, so if you look at our, did you not get notified? I, I did not get notified. I didn't even know you were going to do that. I'm, did, I didn't ask your permission. No, that's what I was about to say. So, <laughs> you know, I, I guess we are. Is it okay? Because <laughs> I'm going to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> Bonus episode two coming out tomorrow. Yeah, go ahead and look. Look at our podcast. Yeah. That shows you how often you look at our podcast. Well, you know, I was, devoted, as I bro. said, I was on vacation. That's true. I wouldn't look at it either. Yeah, yeah. And so I'll look at it. But, yeah. Yeah, but that yeah, that's okay. Now that I know, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing that. So if people right. saw there was, uh, uh, there was you know, you, if you saw the subscript, if that people are subscribed, they would been notified that there right. was a new one. But it was different, and maybe some of those people didn't know it, listened to it anyway. I hope they enjoyed it. Right. Uh, and I'm gonna continue that through the first week, first Wednesday night in December. Wow. Okay. Are you yeah. gonna? Are you so you're gonna add them each time a bonus episode? Yes, I am. Okay. So we'll have this episode. And a bonus episode that'll come out Thursday morning okay. after I do the Wednesday night All Bible right. study. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a bonus episode on John Wayne then. I'm just gonna. Oh, please do. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just gonna record. Yeah, and and so, but I I ask you though. So. I, I'm gonna do a third yeah. bonus episode. Yeah. Where I'm gonna get up in the mornings and just do my morning devotion and let people <laughs> listen to my pleasant voice. <laughs> Well, I'm going to do another extra, extra bonus. No, I'm not too <laughs> I want to interview That's... my 10-year-old grandson. That'll be another. <laughs> I will. Uh, yeah, I'm going to listen to that now that I know you do. Yeah, I That's mean, great. it's just yeah. uh, I was in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 2 yeah, last week. And so um, that, and let's say, what else? Oh, yeah, um, had opportunity to go to my uh, alma mater, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not the church I grew up in, but the church where I was saved. Right. As a teenager, mm-hmm. and I won't tell you what year that was, but it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a year ago. I don't know, Richard Nixon was president or something <laughs> like that. But uh, did have the opportunity to go there. I spoke at their 90th anniversary. Wow. And uh, we had some dignitaries there and their home folks, and some people came in who no longer go there but went there when, mm-hmm. you know, when they did, mm-hmm. uh, were part of the history. They did a little video of the past, really cool church. Has uh, that church has baptized like twelve hundred and something people ah. since its beginning ninety years ago? Yeah. So you know more than just a little country church. Got some yeah. wonderful history. Right. Uh, that's where my wife and I were married. Mm-hmm. Right there in the spot where I was preaching Sunday mm-hmm. morning. And uh, I'm telling you, it's hard to hold back the tears, buddy. Yeah. When you stand in the spot where you gave your life to the Lord, oh. stand in the spot where you were called to ministry, where you were stand baptized. outside the baptistry oh. where I was baptized. Um, where I did my first public prayer, Man. where I preached my first sermon. Wow. All those in that place. That's amazing. Yeah. That, that is. That's exciting. It is. That is and we exciting. rejoiced together. They were happy at what has 
uh, transpired in my life since then. Right. You know, because yeah. I'm kind of a uh, an acorn who fell from that tree. Yes. You know, yeah. and then now others from mm-hmm. that acorn, that tree. Right. And so that's how the Lord does it. It does. That's exactly how it happens. Yes, indeed. So I, I enjoyed that. that. Mm-hmm. The last thing is, since that time, um, I've had food poisoning. You told me about that as you arrived this morning. Ooh, yes. Son. Wow, that wasn't good. Yeah, that no, was I'm, good. I was. I asked you, and uh, we both had issues. If you have spoken publicly long enough, right? There have been times mm-hmm. when it was your moment to stand in front of tens or tens of thousands. I don't. I've right. never spoken to tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. I've spoken to thousands. Right. But when you stand before people. Um, where, man, not everything's functioning correctly. <laughs> Either you've got a headache right. or maybe toothache or uh-huh. you just got over an illness or something mm-hmm. like that. It's the first time ever in all the years of speaking like this that I wanted to vomit. That's not a good thing. No. Yeah. No, for the first five minutes, I you know, I prayed before I got up there, obviously, and you right. prayed for me that morning. I appreciate yes. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just prayed that, you know, how embarrassing on their 90th anniversary that... Mm-hmm. You know, I do a Linda Blair right there on the pulpit. <laughs> Green pea suit, man. Yeah, uh, oh. a used car salesman. Buick, Buick. Yeah. <laughs> Let me introduce you to Ralph. <laughs> yeah, so that's not good. It then. didn't happen. Right. Uh, I got through a little tear. I got a little teary-eyed at the very beginning because mm. it was very emotional for yeah. me and uh the girl that was singing right before I preached on the praise team, she was the last one to walk off the stage, so we met, and she was just crying, and she hugged me, and I said, mm-hmm. Brenda, come mm. on. Mm. That ain't right. Don't right, do exactly. that. <laughs> don't do that right before I go up here and speak. So if, uh, for those who don't believe that Pastor Ken ever gets emotional, I did. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah and, that's and the that's second time cool. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That surprised me a little bit. Yeah, it is a little surprising. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. We've wasted 10 minutes. Uh, Already. No, well, we caught people up. Yeah, we did. We caught people up. Yeah, we've got an interesting line. People want to know what great minds are thinking. Exactly. So they should tune in somewhere else. (laughs) Find you a good podcast somewhere. Hey, we're going to talk about a subject today that is, uh, um, we're not going to get sensitive, so I don't think we need to put any parental guidance on here. Yeah. But we do want to talk about something. I was reading an article out of Christianity Today, and I sent it to you and wondered if we might want to talk about it because it's something that churches are dealing with all the time. Exactly. Nowadays. Yeah. I didn't deal with it a long time ago. You did not? No, not... not To this extent. To this extent, right. to this degree. Yeah. yeah. But um, most of us know, a lot of people do, um, Andy Stanley, pastor mm-hmm. of North Point Church in Atlanta, yeah, Charles Stanley's son. Charles Stanley's son. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yes, great Southern Baptist preacher mm-hmm. and uh, one of the one of the most listened to men, I guess, in history. Oh man, right? Yeah, in touch. Yeah, all over the world. He was all over the world. Still mm-hmm. on the tube. Yes, today. Yes, yes, yes. So this is his son. He actually worked for him for a while as right. a youth yeah. pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but has been a very successful pastor himself mm-hmm. as a mega church in Atlanta called North Point. And he will occasionally do um, conferences there. I've been to actually to one of his conferences many, many years ago. Huh. Enjoyed it. Um, but um, this conference was called the Unconditional Conference. Okay. 
And uh, I guess we can infer from that unconditional love, unconditional grace, that sort of thing there. Mm -hmm. But it was on how the local church should deal with children in the church and minister to the children in their church who identify with the LGBTQ plus community. I'm glad you I said that so slowly to make sure I got all of them in there. Yes, and I think you did, actually. Yeah. I and think the plus, you plus adds, anything. Plus adds right. anything. I guess that's what the plus is I'm for. I'm assuming. Yeah, I am too. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they're, that's a lifestyle, plus lifestyle. Uh, I, Sometimes yeah, I go into a store and there's plus sizes. That, that's... <laughs> 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 Could that be it? I used to shop in that. Yeah, so I understand that. I don't anymore, but I used to. We need to add H for Husky, because that's where I shopped as a child. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. not, not, not to mean light of this. No, but, no. Um, so I think that he's concerned with how the church is dealing with this issue and mm-hmm. having an influential church with probably lots of cash mm-hmm. where you can afford to put on something like this, right? Right. And let me just say this. I think Andy likes to be a little controversial. You think? Yeah. I, just me. Yeah. I, yes. I, don't, I don't know. I have met him, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not good friends with him, mm-hmm. but have met him. Mm-hmm. Very nice mm-hmm. dude. Um, don't, I don't think he's the easiest guy in the world to work for, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. but that's what they said about me as well. So, right. you know, yeah. that happens right. to yes. people. Uh, but... I think that he really likes to grab headlines. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at, at the history uh, of the church, um, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah, and maybe for uh, evangelistic reasons. Could be. You know, if you don't get your name out there, mm-hmm. nobody will listen to you. Mm-hmm. He has he has definitely made some controversial statements of yes. late. He has, you know, in the last several years, and been taking that well to what disconnect ourselves from the Old Testament. Yes, Is that what yes, he said? Yes, and boy, he was taken to task for that. Ooh, you know? uh, I remember when he said uh, that I thoroughly dis- disagreed with. If Jesus were alive today, he he would associate more with uh, a CEO than a shepherd. Right. Oh man. Yeah, I totally disagree with yeah, that as yeah. well. Plus, I disagree with the statement that we are to disconnect from the Old Testament. Yeah. I dis I, I disconnect from that statement. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. so th- those are the types of things that I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm preaching for you next week, and it's from the Old Testament. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about yeah. that. Yeah, the, you're going to be at our Thanksgiving meal service. Yeah, and um, and so, is there going to be a meal? There is going to be a meal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. That's what we're going to do. We're going to start with the physical meal. Oh, well, great. Everybody's going to be half asleep after having eaten turkey, and then i got to go up there and wake up the crowd. Hey, listen, that's why you're here, brother, because <laughs> if anybody can wake up a crowd, <laughs> you can wake up a crowd, son. And yeah. So, but yeah, you're going to speak yeah. from the Old Testament uh, yeah. next next. Uh, I'm glad Tuesday. it's there. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I am, too. <laughs> I am, too. And so, he, yeah, he had this conference, and... Um, and uh, and he was taken to task. There's that term again yes. for this conference. Yeah, as well. he was. You know. And the, one of the major reasons, not that he wants to care for these kids and and, and talk to churches about and minister to them, but it seems that Andy is kind of speaking out one side of his mouth, uh, but that practicing something else. Mm-hmm. So, what he did in the conference, and I looked at the conference speakers, most of whom I had never heard of, some I had. Okay. 
But two of the conference speakers were, I think probably more of them were gay, but two of them were gay and same-sex marriages. They were right. both uh, involved in same-sex marriages. Mm-hmm. And whereas I don't think that Andy, Andy condones that by some of the things that he said in sermons, mm-hmm. yet people took him to task as that saying that we're using quite right. often now mm-hmm. um, for having those people on the platform. Right, because, I mean, even, if I'm not mistaken, even in that conference, he, he spoke to that lifestyle as a sin. Is that, is that true? He, mo- he kind of said, we will always at this church recognize any marriage be- not between a man and a woman as sinful, and that's the way it's going to be, and it's not the change. Right. We don't hide that. Yes, and, and so, but then beyond that, um, it got uh, somewhat watered down. Yes. Uh, yeah, what? I'm I'm just afraid that the actions of the conference and probably some of the things that were said. Now, I was not there, nor have I listened to tapes. I'm right. only speaking to who these people are. So I don't think that a couple of these speakers who were uh, in same-sex marriages would speak against same-sex marriages if right. that's what they have done. Exactly. Exactly, and and so, but he definitely had, as you said, speakers that are married, yes, and they're same sex, yeah, and, and so, um, and that's where you're talking about speaking out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah, let me. I, I think I think you and I both could preach these three points that I'm about to bring up, and and not blush and mm-hmm. not be a not have a problem with them. We may add mm-hmm. to them, but. So, following the conference, answering some of the um, criticism that he had received Mm -hmm. from this conference and and the speakers that were in the conference, he preached a sermon in which he made that statement, this is where we stand on marriage, this is what we believe, Mm -hmm. type thing. And then, but his three points were this, honor God with your body. Right. Now, these are what he called Christian sexual ethics. Okay. Christian sexual ethics. Honor God with your body. Number two, do not be mastered by anything. Okay. And number three, don't sexualize any relationship outside of marriage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what do you think? I think I could co-sign that. I think this is a great three-point yeah. message yeah. right there. Yes. I think there's scripture to back those mm-hmm. things up. Mm-hmm. And if if I were to preach that in my church, any church I might go and speak to, I don't think I would get pushback from that. Mm-hmm. I think, a matter of fact, I thought that's a really a really good way to uh, generalize these truths. Right. Sometimes we get too specific. Mm-hmm. We we lock ourselves in, mm-hmm. and so don't be mastered by anything. Could could relate to a lot of things. We could we could call that alcohol. Right. You know that could be that. Mm-hmm. We could call that work. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, different obligations you may have in your life. Right. But it also could relate to sexuality as yeah. well. Did you, this is sort of chasing a rabbit, but when you pastored the church, you pastored your whole ministry, basically. Did you ever, uh, in all those years, address this from the pulpit? In I did. Textual? Well, I did. I mean, the the biggest time that I addressed it was when I led our church to amend our bylaws. Okay. And the amendment to our bylaws is that no one on staff no ordained staff member, while employed by Dallas Bay, may 
uh, officiate a same-sex marriage. Right, right. Exactly. That's how we addressed it. Yeah. And then I was able to speak to that, that we don't believe that's biblical. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this doesn't go out there and tell a person, because I, I really have no right to go out there and tell anybody they can't do that. Right. Yeah. My my area of authority was as the senior leader of that mm-hmm. staff mm-hmm. to tell them if you want to keep your job here. Right. Right. This is something that our church based upon our religious convictions. Exactly. It's not because we don't love all people. It's because we want to be consistent in our activities as to what we are preaching. And this is mentioned in Leviticus. It's mentioned in Romans. It's mentioned in the the, the letter to the Corinthians. Yeah. And, and and so that is that's where we find our convictions. Yeah. And, and so just in preaching, mentioned in Matthew, when you think about a man and a woman. Yeah. You know, um, and Genesis. Yeah. I mean, and so we find our conviction in Scripture. It's pretty consistent. It's very consistent. Romans one. And so there are several times. You know, remarkably. This month, at the end of this month, I will begin 15 years here mm-hmm. where I am. And in these years, a couple of times, uh, several times, I have ran into these passages preaching through books. Right. And uh, and I'm not going to tiptoe through the tithers. I'm going to, you know, just in a very loving way address the subject. Mm-hmm. And a couple of times, I've had folks follow me back to my study. Um, right. Two times that I remember, uh, you know. And, and this is how they began the conversation. Uh, Brother T, I love you. <clears throat> I love you, but I disagree with what you said this morning, you know. And again, in a very loving way, I said, well, I love you, uh, but you didn't just really disagree with me, but you disagreed with the Word of God. That's know? right. And and so, um, and even in a pastor's conference, not a Baptist pastor's conference, but um, in a pastor's conference years ago, uh, one guy, one pastor said, you know what, I'm no longer going to preach on this topic because Jesus never did, you know. And uh, <laughs> and so I sat there. I I Matthew was, 19. Yeah, there, yeah, Matthew 15, Matthew 19. Um, and so I'm sitting there, and I was I was waiting for someone else to say something. Right. There were about 12 pastors there. No one did. Mm. And so I did. I just said, well, you know, and, and I basically dealt with Matthew 15, Matthew 19. And by the way, the Holy Spirit of the living God wrote the Bible, you know, yeah, that's right. uh, he gave the words, and, and so, um, but it was a very awkward pastor's conference, you know. Yeah, that, I mean, it's an awkward subject to get to. I didn't want to approach this. It was kind of thrust upon me. Yes, yes. That I need, people want to know, where do you stand on this, where do you stand on where do you stand on this, and I tried as loving as I could mm-hmm. to say, this is how we're going to deal with it, and right. I had the church vote on it. It yeah. wasn't like, this is the way we're going to be, mm-hmm. and it vote, it was voted in, you, yes. I don't remember if it was unanimously, but it was overwhelmingly voted in and we just dealt with it at that point in time and moved on i think we did the same timing that you did a couple years ago several years ago several maybe yeah yeah maybe five or six years ago something like that and and so we did the exact same thing and actually i had someone uh, on facebook message me and asked me if i would do their wedding and uh, and I knew them from the past. Right. Um, they were a, a daughter of someone that I knew, and um, and I, in a loving way, I just said no. Um, you know, I want, uh, I love you, but no, yeah. I will not do that wedding. Yes. And so, um, but uh, but yeah, 
uh, you know, this is this is something that back to those three points. You and I both would would preach those three points. I would preach those three points tomorrow. Yes, mm-hmm. and and not hesitate. And a matter of fact, may preach those three points sometime <laughs> <laughs> because I think they're excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, truthfully, now that I get to go travel, I'm not going to pick out controversial subjects oh, like well, this. No. Just because I can really mess a church up by going into and then leaving because you're mm-hmm. gone that mm-hmm. afternoon, right? Mm-hmm. Not going to do that. So. Uh, but as a pastor, you have to confront issues like that. That's your responsibility mm-hmm. to confront, particularly, as you said, your approach to them in Scripture, mm-hmm. and you've got to speak to it. You're not going to just skip over it and say, oh, that's too hard for me, mm-hmm. or it's too controversial. Or your responsibility is you are a leader in that community as yes. a pastor of the church. Mm-hmm. And if that is a community issue mm-hmm. and you shirk your responsibility, shame on you. You need to. You know, mm-hmm. I used to, and I never really thought about it much, uh, Brother Tony, but... I um, I used to get through the sermon, and people would shake my hand afterwards and go, "I I so admire you for taking such a bold stance on this issue." Mm-hmm. And on it, here's my thought: What issue and mm-hmm. what bold stance? I I right. did not do anything in that message in order to take a bold stance mm-hmm. on something, mm-hmm. but I did preach God's word. Right. In an unadulterated, mm-hmm. unfiltered, mm-hmm. unashamed, with no, you know, apologies. Right. And that's what people think. And I'm going, mm-hmm. no, I have a problem with that because now there are different ways to interpret scripture, but this is a plain interpretation mm-hmm. here. Uh, that wasn't me. That mm-hmm. was just me teaching mm-hmm. you the Bible. Right. I, I don't know that I, uh, it would often ca- catch me off guard. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, even like eternal separation from God yeah. in today's culture, man, that is controversial, you know? And, and so when you address sure that is. from the pulpit, yeah, um, folks, uh, you know, will respond to that. Um, but I mean, the exclusivity of Christianity, man, of, of being a believer in Christ and Christ alone, yeah. it, it is, it, with the, the tolerant uh, group of people now in this culture. It, it, it will, if you've got, any kind of mixture of your community yes. in that service at all, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to—it's not going to be agreeable to someone. Definitely. definitely. Well, th- this particular subject goes further than just adult adults, though, Tony. This goes to um, this goes to kids. Mm-hmm. This is really what the conference was about—about about how churches should be ministering to and dealing with children in the church and their parents, how they deal with them, who. Who identify as those letters I gave before, which I'm not going right. to painfully and slowly go over <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what what do you think? Is that was that a valid thing for him to pick up in a, a conference at church to do, or is there some other way to deal with that? What do you think? Well, I mean, I think if you're going to deal with it, that that you deal with it and not be nebulous about it and not be vague about it. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I think you and I would agree the, the main way to deal with it, of course, is in love and, um, and, and directly from, from scripture. Yeah. Um, and I'm not convinced if, if you're going to have speakers that are same sex marriage, um, and they're speaking from the platform I don't see how in the world you can re- remain true to the conviction of Scripture. I, I just have I have trouble with that. I guess I would never do that. No. <clears throat> Personally, as a pastor, I would never do that. Would you? No. 
Okay. No. I, you know, I was thinking about when you were talking that the occasions when parents have come to see me mm-hmm. about concerned about, you know, one of their children, one of their grandchildren, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, of some behaviors or activities, mm-hmm. uh, some visible signs of things. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, uh, Brother T, that I have to kind of, I have had to kind of rein back some of their fears as to this is pretty natural here. Uh, I think there are children who, for example, have uh, an overabundance of testosterone. Okay. Mm-hmm. As compared to others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whether that be a male child or a female mm-hmm. child, that they're, they're going to be pushed in a particular direction just biologically, chemically mm-hmm. in their bodies mm-hmm. by what's going on. There are other kids who, you know, I'm concerned with our grandson and he's exhibiting these behaviors. And you ask, well, tell me the environment. And mm-hmm. well, he's raised by a single mom. He's got three sisters. You know, he, he plays the piano. He does this. He does this. All, a lot of things I'm going, well, let's look at the environment mm-hmm. here. He's just responding to his environment. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the greatest artists and musicians of all time weren't necessarily what we call masculine men. Mm-hmm. They, they they had more of a feminine turn to them than men. There's not anything sinful about that. Mm-hmm. What I think happens is now, it, in my own personal opinion, I'm not speaking from scientific or medical facts, my, my opinion is we see that now based with our culture around us is always pushing things in that direction and we want to sexualize it. Right, right. And we want to mm-hmm. almost impose upon that child of choosing something that they're not prepared yet to choose. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not a sexual thing. It, it's just a natural thing, the direction they're going. We also know, I've known girls that are act very much like boys. You know, they would rather be riding horses or playing ball or in the dirt mm-hmm. than with Barbie dolls and with, you know, play sets right. and things like that. I don't see anything at all wrong with that. Or they want to keep their hair cut short and wear jeans rather than skirts. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. That this no, no problem. Express yourself, you know, mm-hmm. who you are. That's not a sexual thing at all. And I'm afraid because of our society's over-emphasis on sex mm-hmm. is that we are turning some of these things that should not be sexual into sexual and imposing it upon children and wanting to direct the rest of their lives based upon a natural thing that they're going on today. I agree with that. And I also think about this, Dr. D. Um, You and I both have been doing this a long time. I, I can't remember in the early days of ministry dealing with this as much right. as as we do now. Yeah. Uh, can you? I mean, no. early days, um, late eighties, early nineties. I cannot remember dealing with this. Um, my dad said something to me one time years ago, years and years ago. He said, "Tony, what we laugh at, we will eventually accept." You know. And I remember the first shows coming out like Soap. I think yeah. Billy Crystal. Yeah. You know. I remember that. Um, Three's Company. Yeah. And um, 
Will and Grace and those Will and Grace was a little later, you yeah. know, but but those three things and and people just hee hawed and laughed, you know, and uh I think it was I can't remember what preacher he said, what we used to blush at, now we parade, you know. Mm-hmm. And um and but my dad was right, man. When yeah. you begin to laugh at these things, eventually people begin to accept them. Yeah. And um and so it has, man, in the last several years, it's just become more and more prevalent. It's become prevalent, and it's become very socially acceptable, mm-hmm. almost promoted rather than accepted. There's an agenda. Yeah. Yeah. There's an agenda there, and starts very young. Mm-hmm. And that uh, I think that I'm sure is where um, Brother Andy was coming from, mm-hmm. that we need to probably meet this head on. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to have some speakers in there who had experience with it. One writer, though, in Christianity Today said, okay, if Andy does not believe that same-sex marriage should be a thing and it's not a Christian thing, then one, why would you bring same-sex marriage speakers mm-hmm. in on the subject? Are you not condoning what you're condemning? As well as... Well, he said, well, we need to have people to speak from experience who've gone through these struggles. And the writer said, well, why don't then invite people who struggled with that? Indeed, mm-hmm. it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet did not succumb, mm-hmm. but, you know, either lived a life of purity, right. remaining single, yes. or, you know, through the grace of God, uh, chose uh, a partner or was chosen by a partner of a opposite sex and have a successful marriage mm-hmm. today and show that that can happen right. rather than mm-hmm. giving this out or this almost endorsement by inclusion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of, of these people. And I think that's the rub right there. I agree. I agree. Positive reinforcement would have been, to me, better. Yeah. You know, uh, because, I mean, when you look at these things that we're talking about, um, they're sin. Mm-hmm. It's sin, but I mean, so is gossip. Yes. So is drunkenness. Backbiting. Backbiting, gossip, as I said, fornication, all of these things, you know. And and so what we have to do is have victory over those mm-hmm. things, you know, but but we're, we're flesh, man. Yeah. Until we get to glory, uh, we and some have a proclivity towards certain things. Absolutely, man. that's why I'm saying either yeah. culturally or in your family environment, right. uh, chemically in mm-hmm. your body, mm-hmm. uh, just natural inclinations, right. you know, opportunity. Yes. All those things play a part mm-hmm. in that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in a particular kind of family. You did too. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I, there were no girls in my family whatsoever mm-hmm. and so I was very uncomfortable around girl, girls mm-hmm. in early age because it's me and my brother girl right. that was yeah. it where I had friends who had only sisters man and I mean they'd walk into a group of girls start a conversation mm-hmm. and just feel I'd stand over in the corner and sweat <laughs> you know <laughs> type thing because we were in different environments right. yes. yes and you know had I grown up in an environment of all girls and mm-hmm. there were lots of feminine activities going on around me and if mm-hmm. I participated in some then wow, um, mm-hmm. maybe you know I might have that proclivity myself, right. and that's something I would have to deal with. But rather, I grew up in a very male-dominated mm-hmm. society where I would be probably more likely to be sinful in that you yes, know yes. heterosexual totally way. I, me too. Ch- uh, in other words, what we used to call chasing skirts. Yes, 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 you know? yes. Uh huh. 
Well, I hadn't heard that term in a while. Yeah, chasing skirts. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard that term in a while. But yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I grew up in that way as well, yeah. you know. And um, and so, but but just, I mean, when, when you look at it, we all deal with these things. Um, and, and we have to just prayerfully, scripturally deal with them. And so, to sort of put a ribbon and a bow on these things that we're talking about, how, how do you address it? How do you do it? You do it through love. Right. I mean, I think that's the main thing. Do it through love, connected to filtering everything, as we say often here on this podcast, through the Word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so when folks come to me, um, I listen and try to, through wisdom, uh, address it biblically and scripturally. Mm-hmm. And like you, you said, you know, don't um, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't overreact, yes. you know. Um, but, uh, but, you know, be true to the Word of God mm-hmm. through love. Yeah, I, I, I think the Jewish example of talking to your children in the morning, noon, and night ah, about yeah. the Word right. and about faith in God mm-hmm. uh, is, and it doesn't even have to be about this subject. Mm-hmm. I think that the closer we get to Christ, mm-hmm. the more like Christ we become. That's good, yeah. And so uh, it, that might be, you know, that's going to cover a multitude of things. I mean, it, it could mm-hmm. be in your financial life. That could mm-hmm. be, you know, in your marital life. That mm-hmm. could be as an employer. I, I mean, all these things. You're going right. to become a better employee, better mm-hmm. spouse, and better brother or sister mm-hmm. um, because you're closer to Christ. And I think that's true in this, knowing, however, that in the culture, there's a real push toward individuals to adopt, embrace, promote this what we would consider a sinful lifestyle right. against God's will, not the way he created man and mm-hmm. woman. So there may be a need for a little extra emphasis on that from a parent. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think schools ought to stay out of this. Right, yeah. It's not a school matter. Neither mm-hmm. promoting nor beating kids over the head mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. This should be in the context of that family. Now, the mm-hmm. sad thing I know, and you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of weak and broken families. Oh, wow. For this. Mm-hmm. But we're going to, I mean, that that is true about a lot of things going on in our culture, and mm-hmm. we don't have time here yeah. to talk about fixing families. Yes, yes, yes. But you... I'm responsible for my family. You're mm-hmm. responsible for yours. You and I as pastors and Bible teachers, what we can give is advice or, uh, I guess, um, counsel mm-hmm. from the Word. Right. Not from our own wisdom. Mm-hmm. But then ask that uh, parents seek God's wisdom mm-hmm. in this as well. And mm-hmm. the Bible does say, He's going to give it to you generously and without uh-huh. reproach. Upbraideth not. Upbraideth not. King James version. Upbraideth not. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm looking at my church in my mind now, and I've got uh, a lot of families, young families here that do that, and and I'm thankful for that, man. They actually have, you know, devotional times with their kids before night-night. Uh, and then they talk to me about when they drop them off for school, man, we talk about things, you know, and, and give them an opportunity to ask questions and, and, oh, mercy, what a, what a blessing that is. I think that's wonderful. Um, one of the great things I love to hear and I, and I hear it sometimes is that, Hey, uh, we talked about your sermon at lunch or on the way home as a Mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I want you to do. Right. And, and even if you discussed it with some disagreement, mm-hmm. I want that 
that means, okay, then you go on and look into it yourself. Right. Be a Berean. That's right. Yeah. I, I want you to do that. Mm-hmm. If I can stir up that in your family, in your in your married life or whatever, right. let's do that. But I would just say in closing, uh, Brother T, don't, don't be quick to impose upon children something that they're not ready to accept. Right. Yeah. I don't think most of these kids are identifying as anything. Mm-hmm. They're just kids. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And it's mom and dad or it's yeah. it's teacher or mm-hmm. it it's some peer or some friend mm-hmm. that's imposed oh you're this right, or yeah. you're that. No, you're not any of those things right now. You're a, a beautiful creation of God mm-hmm. and you're gonna find your own path and you don't need other people imposing upon you and then with a healthy family environment and church mm-hmm. environment, and you know, uh, a faith foundation, mm-hmm. you can make right decisions most of the time. Yes, no one will make all the right decisions all the time. Totally agree, man. Totally agree. But it's something that yeah. you know we should not shy away from. No, it, but it shouldn't be the only emphasis in our teaching. And brother Andy, just be consistent, bro. Be consistent. <laughs> That's all we're asking. Just be consistent. <laughs> but you did give us a good reason to talk this yeah, morning. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> hey, we'll be back next week. I hope you guys have a great week. God bless.